Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, a mom to an incredible young adult son on the autism spectrum. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast three years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. The special needs parenting village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season three of Living the Sky Life. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Living the Sky Life. As a quick reminder, if you are enjoying the episodes and the podcast in general and are listening to the podcast on iTunes, if you would be so kind as to go out and leave a rating and a review for Living the Sky Life, I would greatly appreciate it. It's a really great way to help others find me and my content. So on to today's guest. My guest today is Jeej Taylor. She is an autism advocate and writer who produces and stars in the new Lifetime reality series show called Leave It to Geege. It airs on Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central. The show celebrates autism and follows the zany adventures of her family, including her 19-year-old non-speaking son, Pootie, along with a lively cast, which features three other young adults with autism. Jeech makes her home in Athens, Georgia with her children and describes herself as a happy hermit who loves to get under blankets, eat junk food, and watch TV. Um, as of the recording, there have been three episodes that have aired um, on Leave It to Jeech, and I think she told me that there are a total of 10. So if you have not yet tuned in, I really encourage you to do so. For me, it was really expire- inspiring and exciting to see someone came to market with a reality show demonstrating just what it's like to live with a nonverbal young adult on the spectrum. And it was definitely something I could relate to. So please enjoy my conversation as we get into all things autism, per usual, with Jeej Taylor. Back to another episode of Living the Sky Life. I have the fantastic Angie Jeej Taylor with me today. Some of you guys may know her from Um, a recent reality show that launched about her family. So we'll get into all of that. Um, But welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that you um, took my invitation and are willing to take some time out to talk to us about Pootie, your son, who is incredible. I just, the first episode, I, I, related so much to him. He is so much like Skylar. And um, I just, I love finding moms that can relate in a little bit more um, day to day with me. So um, thanks again for for coming on. So um, for those who don't, haven't watched um, any of the, a couple of episodes that have aired at this point, um, can you give us a little bit of background about Pootie? I mean, we see him as a 19 year old, non-speaking autistic, but I'm sure there's a lot more um, of his background that you didn't get a chance to share in the, in the show. Yeah. So the show is called leave it to Jeege, just to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. And it is on the lifetime network. So, um, so Pootie was, he's affectionately, his name's Ainsworth. He was, he's affectionately called Pootie. Um, <laughs> and he was diagnosed at 18 months. So he's what doctors referred to as having early infantile autism because he never hit any of those milestones and regress you know he wasn't talking then he, then he lost language yep. um and he has always been what is considered severe on the spectrum I know that maybe that's not quite the way people are talking about it these days like labeling it as but he's you know he's non-speaking and he needs care 24 seven he needs you know he needs to have a one-on-one with him just for his safety and to help him with his day-to-day stuff you know his self-help and living skills and those kind of things Mm -hmm. um but yeah diagnosed very early on and made progress has always made progress and continues to make progress but that progress has always been on the slower side um And I just felt like from the beginning, now he's 19. So back when this all, you know, when he was diagnosed, I had not, 
I didn't know anybody who had a child with autism. There wasn't a lot of talk about it in the media, you know, so I felt like I was just on an island all by myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember seeing a child on the cover of like Time Magazine, and it said that this child has autism, and I was just shocked. I was like, there's somebody else with autism, you know, just because (laughs) I I didn't know anybody, you know, and so little bit by little bit, I started seeing more and more things in the media about it. And as I I don't know, I I wondered like, why all of a sudden is there more awareness of it right about the time, you know, that Pootie was coming along. I didn't know if it's, you know, some people theorized that it was better diagnostic, you know, tools being used and, you know, that kind of thing. But I started slowly feeling not so alienated because I saw more and more on the media. But what I was seeing back then, and, you know, this is 17 years ago, I was seeing everything that seemed kind of negative. You know, it was all mm-hmm. doom and gloom. It was yep. all heavy and it was all, you know, talking about deficits. None of it was positive. And I've always been a very positive kind of glass half full kind of chick, you know? So yep. I was like, it was, it was really demoralizing for me to see everything coming at me that was negative. And the few little things on TV, my friends would all see it and be like, there's somebody talking about autism on TV because it's so <laughs> rare, you know? 2020, like, turn it on. <laughs> what channel, you know? And then I'd look at it and every person that it seemed like they would interview, all I would see is kind of worn out parents just saying, oh, this is, this is you know, this is hard. This is a lot of work. We don't, we have more questions than answers. We don't know what to do, you know, and it was just really depressing. And I understood the struggle for sure and identified with it, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see something more positive. Um, And I understand that struggle and I've lived through all those struggles, but I feel like with life, you know, you have to choose to be happy. I don't think anybody's just happy because their life is perfect, right? So um, happiness is definitely a choice that you make. And I remember thinking, you know, well, this is, you know, there's going to be challenges and I'm kind of walking this path that I never knew I was going to walk, but I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to find the good in it and the joy in it because there's, you know, this is my son who I'm in love with. He's the same person now as he was before he got that diagnosis. And I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to let all of the stuff I'm hearing negatively affect me. Of course, I'm going to take information in and do everything I can to advocate for my son and give him the best services possible and all of that. But it was just sort of the mindset that I wanted to change. I wanted there to be a different discussion about autism because with my son, as much as he needs support, he brings so much to the table. You know, he's unlike anybody I've ever known. And that's mm-hmm. all in a good way. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. He can cause some problems, but so can his big sister. She causes me more problems than he does. And she's <laughs> neurotypical. Like I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Oh I mean, it is true. Pootie's Hootie, um, my easy child. So I just wanted to um, change that conversation from autism awareness to autism celebration, you know, because we found that Pootie was just a bright spot in our lives. You know, like everything he does is, we we love his take on life, you know, it's mm-hmm. just out of the box and he brings stuff to the table that nobody could ever bring. And our lives are happier and more full now with autism than it ever was before autism. So I, I'm, I can sit here and say to you, I'm completely a thousand times happier having autism in my life. Um, so we just wanted to, to share that because I feel like um, with a show like this, the idea is a show about a lot more than just autism. We have a mm-hmm. huge color, colorful cast of characters and, um, <laughs> and they're all, you know, we're all humor is really big in the show and we yeah. like to, there's also um, several other young adults with autism on the show. And if we've done our job right, you're going to kind of forget that you're watching a show about autism, even though autism is ever present. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing because I want you to see how we celebrate every single one of these people, neurotypical or neurodiverse. We're all the same. We're all part of the same crowd. And, you know, I think you'll see that we, you know, we treat each other all with respect and all the same way. And to me, it's just a lovely thing. This is a marginalized community that needs, a voice mm-hmm. and doesn't need pity. You know, these people are living. Yeah, they, it, we all have issues. Everybody does. But these people in my life who have autism are 
the most interesting ones in my life. So mm-hmm. I think I might be talking a little bit too long for that question. No, you're <laughs> totally fine. I, I mean, I just, I love that because I really try to take a positive perspective on everything as well. But I didn't, yeah. I'm, I'm very honest in my book and just in posting about stuff. I, I wasn't always there. So I think yeah. a voice like yours and hopefully mine and, and presenting autism in a different light for parents that have younger children, I want them to hear you and hear me say, it's not, you know, doom and gloom. It's not figuring out the prognosis for their future and whether they're going to be living in an assisted living facility when they're four years old. You don't have to have those thoughts and conversations right now. Just enjoy their lives and their presence and the joy that they bring. I say the same thing that you did. um, That's every day in Skylar's life is his best day. He just, you know, he doesn't dwell on the news and the media and everything that's going on. It's so negative. He's just like, when's my next meal? Where where are we going in the car? (laughs) You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of gifts with autism, you know, and I feel like Pootie's life is so happy and so Mm -hmm. full and he doesn't have so many of the stressors that the rest of us do because of the kind of autism that he has, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, so many times I just think oh honey you are living the dream you know you're you're going off to school you're you know after that you're going to ride a horse then you're going to go you know to the to our camp to ESP and take some sort of a swim lesson or dance lesson and come home and bust a huge meal and you know Mm -hmm. take you know and just and just no homework you know just everything's you know happy for him and yeah so I do love I do love that part of it what you said something earlier and I wanted to talk about, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't quite remember. Well, well I mean, I, I, I love that you, I mean, I love that you brought this show to the masses. Um, you know, leave it to Jeej is for me, like I told you before, I gravitated to it instantly because it's very rare to see someone like Pootie who is non-speaking, you know, yeah. in the media about, his autism and his form of autism. There are other right. shows out right now too, that are also great. But as a parent of an 18 year old, like, like you, I feel like Skylar's autism is never represented when people hear right. autism, they still, unfortunately think of rain man and think of like, they do. you know, that Skylar is a savant in some way. And that he, you know, yeah. just is a little socially challenged, um, in situations, but that he functions just like everyone else. And there are many autistics that do, but for the ones who don't speak on their own behalf, we have to represent them, you know, right on their own uh, for, for them because no one knows how severe some of these cases are. So I do think um, that our children are probably really marginalized in an already marginalized community, yeah. you know, so a subset. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So, yeah, and I do think there's so many things, um, you know, a handful of things now out about autism, it's great to see that, you know, love on the spectrum, the good doctor, it's great seeing that representation, absolutely. But this to me is just a real slice of life. And it is great to see kids like ours being represented. Um, The one thing I love about our show is we have um, four young adults with autism Mm -hmm. and they're all, they're all in different places. So I think every autism family will identify with somebody on our show, which is great mm-hmm. because I feel like we represent so many different um, forms and, of autism. And um, and one thing you were saying, I remember now that uh, earlier, I, I love this. This one's for the, this one's for the young kids to me. Like this is, this is um, when we did, when I started out my Instagram and then we had a YouTube channel, the parents I heard from the most, they had newly diagnosed children they didn't, you know, they're trying to navigate their way through it. A lot of them were struggling with, you know, what do I do? And, you know, what's my future look like? So I love showing, I would have loved to have seen it, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, I would have loved to have seen a show where you realize like, oh, okay, good. You know, we, this life is a good life. It may be different than what I thought it was going to be. Right. But it actually might be more beautiful. You know, I might learn a lot that I never would have learned otherwise. And yep. this is going to lead me to a better life. So I love bringing that, not only awareness, but hope to families. And also the show, I love it for everybody else out there because I feel like this is a great way to 
educate people about autism and you know, in a way that they may never get to see otherwise, you know, I think that people will be able to look at the show and see, oh, I get it now. There's things that Pootie is doing that he's, you know, doing to communicate and to meet sensory needs. And I think this show will explain a lot of that where you look at it and think, oh, okay. I, you know, instead of being fearful of what I don't understand and staring at you in public, cause you're moving in a, in a different way. Now I get it. You're actually the smartest person in the world because you're compensating for things that you need to, you know, regulate your sensory system or you're trying to communicate without words. So I love the idea of, you know, of it, of the show educating the viewer and softly educating. You're not, I think you'll be so entertained by it. I hope you will yeah. be. You guys are you a, a very fun family. <laughs> You definitely don't take yourself seriously at all. No, which I love. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, you know, one. Well, uh, just to your to your comment about that, one of one of the my favorite episodes already. I mean, we're we're only three in. I think um, is you taking Pooty to the grocery store. Like you were saying, it's a huge education opportunity for people to see you know, stimming and noises and all of that stuff. I yeah. still am a little fearful of taking Skylar to play in places because he doesn't understand keeping his hands to himself. Sometimes, yeah. you know, with you, with you walking by with your beautiful long hair, he loves hair and he might yeah. reach out and pull your hair, not trying to hurt you or pull your hair to, yeah, to be mean. To he just wants it. to touch it. And he, and so it, sure. or he might smack someone on the yeah. arm really hard when they walk by mm-hmm. Maybe they're too close to him. He didn't like it. I don't know, but that's his only way to, you know, communicate what he likes or doesn't like. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm scared that someone's going to turn around and see this 18, almost 19 year old man and smack him or punch him or like, you know, get upset. So I love that you represented that and how you handled it. um, I thought that scene was, you know, behavior therapy, poetry. (laughs) (laughs) When I was like, you couldn't have planned that any better. Actually, I had a, a, a ABA or I don't know if she was ABA, but uh, she was a behavior analyst uh-huh. um, out of California who reached out to me and said that scene she felt like was so great that she's now like now our show is part of their homework assignment for all of her young therapists because it just does show things in motion in real life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and Tyler, um, Pootie's caregiver and my best friend, uh, <laughs> and my roommate, and my roommate, he he does such a great job, you know, and especially in the show of explaining, you know, maybe why am I not trying to make Pootie more quiet in the grocery store? Why, you know, why are we eating in the grocery store? Why are we, you know, like there's just, mm-hmm. it, I think he does a great job of raising that awareness and, um, yeah, I really, I love those scenes because I think that um, we also do it with humor like we do everything. So I, I think yeah. it makes it, it makes, I think it makes it fun to watch instead of like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're sitting in a classroom watching, you know, videos of children in different situations. Yeah. So I think it, it makes it relate to everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's real I, life. Was, yeah. And <laughs> well, we do and several things throughout the season, like go get a haircut and lots okay. of other things. Yeah. More so to come. More to come. Go to restaurants, all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, please tell Tyler congratulations on his BCBA for me. Cause I know that's a challenge. I will. Um, he was but, very you know, proud of that. We all yeah, know. he should be. One of the things yeah. that I love about him too, in working with Pootie and teaching you, he's always teaching you stuff. I think yeah. you're trying to, yeah. but yeah. his, um, I I've also learned recently from our spelling therapist, it's all about regulating myself my tone, my, just my mannerisms around Skylar. If he's maybe Mm -hmm. um, stimming or worked up, I need to bring it down even more calmly. And I feel like Tyler has that voice. He's just like, he kind of laughs things off and he, he just is, is sensical about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just is like, well, he's doing this because of this. Let's just, whatever. He's so calm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have that. It, well, it's great to have the balance because I'm a single mom, so I'm doing mm-hmm. it by myself. And, you know, I've heard some people say, well, this is great representation, but, you know, the average family doesn't have a behavior therapist living with them. And, you know, touche, you know, like, <laughs> I get it, <laughs> I get it, but I see it as I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. I have this great arrangement with Tyler where he lives with me for free and 
I get to benefit from having him help me and, and yeah. be my sidekick. So it we're, it's a win-win for both of us. And the fact that we get on so well is just amazing. But um, yeah, it, he is, he's kind of, you know, we're sort of good cop, bad cop. Yep. I'm the mama. I want Pootie to be happy. Tyler is, you know, more the heavy. So he's, and he's also very, he's, he's not insanely emotional. So he looks at a situation and breaks it down the behavior and makes a very um, sound decision how to engage with that behavior. So as not to reward something, you know, that, that, you know, not to give in to a bad behavior because you just want that to be over, you know, and I'm the first person to be like, oh, you're upset. You're upset. a reinforcer. <laughs> let me give you a bunch of reinforcers and make sure that yeah. that happens again in 30 minutes because you knew you got your tea, you got your sweet tea when you acted crazy. So, you know, or not crazy, but you, you know, mm -hmm. when you're acting, you know, upset or, you know, when you are being sassy or you're being, you know, you're challenging me for things, you know, it, he, you know, Pooty's very smart. He manipulates me, you know, like yep. crazy, you know, yep. he's a, he's a very good nonverbal communicator. He's a very, big manipulator you know and all that's because he's smart you know he knows how to work it and he plays me like a fiddle and I just play right into it and so Tyler is always there behind me just like hey uh-uh honey like he is mm -hmm. working you he's working this situation so it's great to have a partner you know to come in here with me and help me raise Pootie and and be the one who is a little bit more on the reasonable side when it comes to things like that because my emotions take over so mm -hmm. um it's it's a blessing and and he is so great about he's a master at figuring out these behaviors he really is so yeah. I'm very very blessed to have him so is Pootie and you know but he does it all with love they're you know Pootie adores Tyler so it's he, he Tyler's very balanced in his approach mm -hmm. um I'm not very balanced I'm all <laughs> like <laughs> I'm the I'm same way. Like, I think moms are we're just like no. they're always our baby we're gonna I mean I worry that I've babied Skylar for too many things like you know, yeah. helping him eat and stuff. I should just let him figure it out, but I can't, I don't want to watch him struggle. You know, like I know I that's to a, being a mama, <laughs> you know, we're mamas, we're not therapists, right? We're mamas. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and you got to wear a lot of hats when you're a mom of a kid with autism and therapist mm -hmm. is definitely, definitely one of them. But I mean, if I were to be out in the world and apply as a behavior therapist, I would get fired every time, you know, they'd be like, yeah. no, you're, you're awarding all of this stuff, you know? So yeah, but Tyler does have that calming, calming presence. And I think that, you know, Pootie really respects that too. You mm -hmm. know, I think that's why Pootie probably behaves better for Tyler. As Tyler said, when we were walking in the grocery store, saying he behaves for me, but I need him to behave for you. And that's mm -hmm. because I give in too much. So yeah, he's the voice well, of reason. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, he may not always be there. So, you know, we, we're going to yeah. have to figure it out. Yes. Well, yes. you know, I guess getting to the communication piece, I, I'm sure over the years, you've tried every method possible to try, to, you know, we AAC have. and PECs and all of that stuff. Did, Absolutely. Um, I always explain like Skylar just, it, he didn't take to any of those. And yeah. some of it, I blame on his motor abilities being low. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I always struggled with now that I know what I know about him and his intelligence through spelling. I, it now makes sense to me. He was trying to tell me like, you know, I can do pecs, but I don't want the two choices that are given to me. I don't want either mm -hmm. of those. I don't want to snack yeah. and I don't want to drink. So I'll just pick one, but I'm just doing because you asked me to, but I don't really want right. this thing. So it wasn't yeah. really communication. It was like completing a task, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. That's how we were with we it all. Too. Yeah. That's how we were with pets. It was just, and we did it for so many years. And yeah, us too. It, to me, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. You want me to give you something? Here you go. Same thing with like a, you know, a picture schedule. I know that's very meaningful and helpful to a lot of kids to organize mm -hmm. their day and know what's coming up next. For Pootie, all it was, was I know how to use Velcro. You know, like I yes. know how to take this off and you want me to move it over there? Okay. But he wasn't discriminating and paying attention yep. to what was on those cards, even when we made it, made them objects and did an object schedule. Let's say like an actual spoon was on, you know, Velcroed on the schedule. And even then he would just move it over to where it was supposed to go. Like, I'm going to take this over to the table. But I just... For, for Pootie, it didn't have a lot of meaning or it, it didn't seem to him like it had any meaning or comfort. Like, oh yeah, this is giving me an idea of what's to come. And it was just, I know how to use Velcro. And then the mm -hmm. pecs was just 
tit for tat. Oh, you want something here? I'll give it to you. I'll give you a card. It's not what I care about or what, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. communicating with you. I'm just giving you what you want. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I know we have th- tried everything. We've tried every device, everything. And in the end, we will continue to try everything. Yeah. But what he does best is show us through gestures. He communicates, you know, by bringing me to things. He does a few signs, you know, and he does, um, he shakes his head no, shakes his head yes. Those things are huge. Um, and I know exactly what he wants. You know, I think that if you're a brand new person around Pootie, you might have to learn to sort of speak Pootie for a few minutes. But once you do, he's he's a very good nonverbal communicator. There are the times that I don't know what he wants. And that's very frustrating for him and for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Typically, those are more, you know, when he's upset and it's more, um, maybe he's got a headache, he has migraines, maybe, he's, you know, just exhausted and frustrated. And the moments where I don't know what he wants, that's like time stops, right? You know, like it's, it's, it's so upsetting. And, and those are the moments where I just wish that he did have a more Mm -hmm. effective way to communicate. Uh, But yeah, we've, we've tried everything and not only once we've tried them a million times. Yeah, I know. We just keep revisiting Um, it as he ages to, you know, maybe it'll be this year. Yeah, Um, exactly. Does Pootie, like, how do how does he respond when he really needs something or wants something and you guys just cannot figure out what it is. Does he have negative behaviors? Like you said, he might hit himself in the head or. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll do self-aggression, you know, he'll do, um, he, he'll hit himself. Like you said, um, in the, on the head, on the chin, um, and just get frustrated. Sometimes he'll have like a little tantrum. He'll cry. You know, it's, it's, it's really sad. Those times are not often. Yeah. There's probably a little time every day where he might hit his head just like, eh, you know, make a noise like he's uncomfortable. And um, and then we it goes through waves, right? You know, I'm sure with Skylar too, it goes through you ebb and flow. You haven't, you know, you're on a good roll, everything's yep. great. And then all of a sudden you start having a lot of self-harm and, you know, bad behaviors. And you're just like, oh, wow, what, what's going on here? You know, you don't know. Then you go into investigation medical. mode. <laughs> yes. You do. You go and yep. investigate. You go to every doctor and therapist and try to figure it out. And a lot of times I, I find that with Pootie, when we all start putting our heads together and, you know, brainstorming, it usually a, a new behavior, you know, well, something that comes up really fast kind of goes away really fast. So, you know, most of the time, if he's going through a, a kind of a funky period and, you know, he seems to be upset, usually that kind of goes away. But then, you know, you're still left with what was that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 so hard. That's the hardest struggle of of autism. As much as I can sing autism's praises, you know, that's the piece that, of course, I would love to figure yeah. out, you know, it's hardest when um, they're sick, you know, for me, that's the, yeah. that is the hardest part when it, he may have a migraine, he may have a headache or something. And I don't, I don't yeah. want to just give him medicine. I don't know yeah, that's what's hard. wrong that's with him. And why all of a sudden, yeah, he's freaking out. And I know that, um, you addressed in, um, the show about, uh, booty seizures. Did that come yeah. on late in life? And then was it a short yeah. stint of seizures that started? Um, he has only had one episode of seizures and that was about a year and a half ago and he's not had another one since thank god but it was a doozy it landed him in the icu for five days he was in he was intubated and it was really scary they kept him in a coma for five days while they ran a bunch of tests on him and let his body rest because he had this this cluster this tonic I'm still not mm-hmm. even that familiar with seizures because we've only had that one episode, but he had this intense cluster and I was scared that he was going to die. You know, he had a, we went to the hospital, he had a million doctors around him oh. and um, I, it was so scary. And I went up to one doctor and I said, is he dying? Cause it just seemed like, I was like, are you kidding me? And he said, not right now. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like he might, he might in 10 minutes. Like what? The oh my gosh. Mean? It was the scariest thing that I've ever gone through my entire life so thank Jesus Mary and Joseph this child has not had another seizure now he's on two seizure meds so Mm -hmm. obviously those are doing you know their job but um but then with those meds you know come a lot of side effects come with a lot of side effects so Mm -hmm. 
when we first started those meds, there was just a lot of crying, um, a lot of depression. It was so pitiful and tantrums. Um, and you know what fixed those? And I don't ever want to plug anything because I think it's just different for everybody. But CBD, we, I had a yeah. friend who was a nurse that told me about a CBD patch that he wears on his back. And it took those intense behaviors down by about 75%. So wow. now what we're left with, with the seizure meds, which you always hear, you know, anybody who's had seizures will tell you, um, you know, these meds make you feel awful. And there's really not a good one. You know, there's not a, you know, one that'll make you feel normal like you did before, you know, the meds. Um, so the fact that he's on two heavy duty seizure meds and really doesn't have a ton of side effects is a miracle. But yeah. yeah. And I've not noticed a lot of medicine doing a whole lot for Pootie's behaviors, but but this has really helped him. So thank God for that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the challenge too, is you know, Skylar's on the typical, I call them autism meds because that's just pretty much what everybody yeah. prescribes for anxiety and for depression and for ADHD. Yeah. And I don't think he has probably a lot of those things. I think a lot of his anxiety is because he we don't understand him. And so right. he's like, come right. on, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But he, yeah. He had uh Skylar had seizures from age two to four, and it was random. He just had had one one day coming out of the bathtub and turned blue and um, he had them turned off blue. and on. Yeah. Oh. And then and at age four, they just kind of went away as quickly as they showed up. So, so he was on so seizure strange. medicine. Mm-hmm. So you put him on seizure medicines at two. So is yeah. he on seizure medicines now? Nope. They tapered him off. He hadn't had a seizure. Um, gosh, it was probably six months to a year. And the doctor's like, all right, let's slowly start tapering these off and see if he has any. And he didn't. So it's just, that's it's, amazing. It's so, so what, it's so weird that Pody what had the it doctors, so late in life. What do the doctors say about, um, that it came and went? Is that typical? No, I, I don't know if anything's typical with yeah. our yeah, kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know there's yeah, a lot yeah. of kids on the spectrum that have seizure disorders um, to some degree as well. And I think all of it's so neurological that they don't really know. I think, you know, if their brains are overwhelmed, if they, I mean, I, I have no idea. Well, th- it thank was God that Skylar can be off those meds. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Hopefully amazing. Pootie can too start tapering off if he doesn't have one, you know? Yeah. I hope, I hope. Ugh. How intense, how, in- so that sounded like an intense seizure. Was he, was it like tonic, clonic, intense? It, he never convulsed or any of that. He literally oh. just turned blue. So the first time I thought what? he was choking, I raked yeah. his mouth and pulled him out of the bath and I'm, I called the ambulance. I didn't know what was happening. And, oh my God. Um, yeah. And every single time he would just start staring off into space really. And then he would start turning yeah. blue and it, oh would be, my it God. felt like it lasted like an hour, but it was probably, you know, 30 to 45 seconds, but it was Honey. terrible. Oh, I know it's horrible. just horrible. I'm so sorry. Know. That's horrible. Well, <laughs> I'm just sorry that Pootie has to go through that too and be on those meds because yeah. yeah. you just never know long term yeah. what that stuff does but yeah gosh. yeah one well, day at a time mom yeah, right <laughs> for sure well um i know pootie has an older sister harper how old is harper 24 24 mm-hmm. okay yeah um, yeah how did they i mean they're pretty close in age how, has she yeah. kind of been like a little mother hen when she's she was such little. a mother hen Is she's she? always been that way and, and it, there's a five-year age gap but you know it was great because from the time he was you know born she could go fetch diapers and yep. you know you know get me a little passy or you know help me out that way so as we progressed um and Pootie got older we, when we started to realize something was going on and that, you know, and then he got his diagnosis, he, the older he got, the more he pushed her away. And that always shocked me because you think that children just want to play with other children, you know, Mm -hmm. like usually, you know, when you have, I was used to Harper having, you know, like when she was a toddler, having a little friend come over. And even when they were little, like two, you know, mamas would get together and you know, have a tea and have the kids play together and they would just gravitate toward each other, you know? Um, but Pootie wasn't like that. He didn't want to play with other children, including a sister. And she always put her hand, he, no, I'm sorry. Pootie always put his hand in Harper's face and would turn his head away from her. Like, just get the hell out of here. <laughs> and it was so rude. And it was also just heartbreaking because it was so, you know, he just did it in such a rude way. And I don't know what 
that child is made of, Harper, because she never stopped trying. She Aww. never complained. It made her sad, but she didn't complain. She wasn't mad. And I started researching, like, why is it, you know, I'm just trying to figure out why is it that Pootie doesn't want to play with other kids. And one thing that I came across was that adults, the reason why young children with autism tend to bond with adults is because they're the ones who are taking care of them. They're the caregivers. They're the ones who have all the good things. They're the ones who give you the food, the snacks, who take you on the car rides, you know, who all the things that you want, they're the keepers of all those things. So I was like, okay, Harper, you're going to start giving him his pasty when he needs it. When I make a bottle for him or a juice cup, you're going to be the one to hand that to him. If he gets a cookie, you're the one that gives it to him. When we go on a car ride, you're going to be the one who opens the door for him. You know, let him in the car and like, oh yeah, I'm helping you do this thing you want to do. You hand him toys, all that kind of stuff. So I think slowly, but surely that worked. And he thought, you know what? This this girl's good for something. You know, like she's yeah. doing all these things for me that <laughs> she I She works like, for me. You know? <laughs> she does. And um, we would we would do a little, we started doing a little play um, with, with um, Harper and her cousins and Pootie where we let them sim with Pootie his way. So he used to love to sim with pine straw when he was little. And he would just, you know, roll it around in his fingers and say, eh. you know, he just loved it. And I was like, okay, girls, y'all go over there and y'all be his twin. I want y'all to do exactly his little cousin, Kate, used to love this game. And she would go over and she would start, you know, twirling the pine straw and making the same noises. And immediately he looked at her. Now, now she's got his attention. You know, he's like, oh, you're playing my way. Nobody ever plays my way. Everybody always tells me, no, you're playing wrong, you know? And so mm-hmm. we started to embrace his simming, enjoy it, you know, let him know this is okay. You know, I'm not going to tell you every single thing you do is wrong because it's not yeah. quote normal, you know? Yeah. So he enjoyed that. And then he would perk up and he would find, you know, like, oh, you want to play like me? And then we would try to find ways to shape on it. Like, okay, now you're twirling the pine straw. Now let's get a couple of buckets and let's put the pine straw in buckets and kind of show like different things we can do with pine straw, not just that. But, you know, in the end, he just loved it how our kids would play with him and meet him where he was. And he loved that. that. Yeah. And I felt, you know, you always hear like, oh, you need to stop the stimming. You don't need, you need to show him how to redirect it to something appropriate. I was like, screw that. You know, this is the way he is. This mm-hmm. is what he likes. We're going to celebrate him for who he is and what he likes. And I don't care. I really don't care if you're putting pine straw in a bucket, honestly. Like, you're if not it's hurting not, anyone. You're yeah. Not, it's, you know, maybe it's not productive in, in certain ways. But, you know, everybody's doing their thing. It's not productive when I sit around and watch the housewives at night, is it? You know, (laughs) (laughs) guilty. I am the same. (laughs) You know, it's always funny. Like Skylar's the same way. He doesn't like, he doesn't even acknowledge that there are kids. Like when I used to take him to the playgrounds and stuff when he was little, he was more obsessed with the mulch, picking up the mulch, Mm -hmm. putting the mulch in his mouth, picking up grass. Like he was not interested at all in the equipment the kids or anything. And of course they would watch him and I would play with them too. I would get down there and, you know, play with the malls yeah. with them and stuff. And I'm sure we were stared at and the parents were like, that is strange, but yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm going to play with my kid just like you play with yours and whatever it Honey, is. I remember one time we had a birthday party for Pootie and he used to like the blow up bouncy houses. So we rented oh, one of yeah. those. And of course, you know, he used to love to do those. And of course, when it's his birthday party and he's got it, he doesn't want to go in it at all. And we kept it for the whole weekend. We had it for like three days, never went in at once, but that's okay. You know, it was a hit with all the other kids. The only thing he liked is when we'd unplug it at night and the whole thing would collapse. There was an 800 number on the side for tech support. And he, would, he loved that black he loved the black and white and he loved that 800 number and he would just put his fingers all over it and just feel and like stem on the 800 number. And I was like, you know what? It was worth a couple hundred bucks because you stemmed on this tech support 800 number for three days straight, honey. And you loved it. So it was, a, you know, it, was, it wasn't what everybody else was doing, but he was Man. so happy, you know, that so is I think so that funny. It's funny. And it's, you know, I just think it's important to just, you know, let, let Pootie be Pootie and 
mm-hmm. whatever his whatever his pleasure. I'm always going to push him and try to help him with everything he needs, but I'm I'm also not going to tell him what he's doing is wrong, you know. Sometimes yeah. I am. Sometimes, sure. If he's hitting somebody, of course I'm going to tell him it's wrong. If he's right, enjoy. If he's enjoying an 800 number for tech support, <laughs> what's wrong with that? You know, <laughs> that's some of the stuff I'm so anxious to get to open communication with Skylar when it's spelling because he is always been obsessed with um I mean he loves Sesame Street and Elmo and stuff but he gets really happy when the credits start rolling he loves watching the credits and I'm like yeah that is the funniest thing I like yeah. <laughs> the whole show he likes the, the music the credits rolling. yeah 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 it's so weird yeah. well it's not weird it's just different I've heard, I've heard, I've, <laughs> I have heard I have heard that so many times Pootie's not like that but I've heard that with so many other kids I love those credits to roll Mm-hmm. So, so they're really so Harper and Pootie now. I mean, it just at least on the show, they seem like they're still thick as thieves, and she would do. They anything are, for him. Yeah, yeah, they're super close, and I do think you know the fact that she was so persistent, and never gave up on him, and then she and also was the keeper of all good things. I think all that stuff helped, and just over time, he just realized, okay, she's so much fun and she adores me so he likes to play kind of rough he likes to wrestle he, they like to tickle you know he loves all that so kind of Skylar. stuff and that's so fun. yeah yeah and and harper you know god bless her somehow she enjoys it too so it's not even like she's trying to like okay let me just you know give in and and do this little tickle fight like you know she finds it cute because pootie's so happy that it's reinforcing for her as well so um they're incredibly close and so she plays that role as a sister and also a mama of course you know she you know watches over him like a hawk so um they have the sweetest relationship and I do think that's you know really obvious on the show and I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to watch it is oh that's so sweet well um you know, one of the things I get asked about a lot um, now that Skylar is considered an adult, a young adult, yeah. and we've mm-hmm. had to go through the guardianship process and the social security filing and all of that stuff. Um, uh, yeah. People just ask me, you know, about adult services that live in my state. Um, and what what are we going to do with Skylar when he ages out at 22 in, in Indiana? Yeah. 22 um, for programming, for adult day programming or things like that. Yeah. Is there a plentiful amount of stuff for adults in Georgia where no. you are? Or so no, have you, no. what is your mindset on all of that? Like once he can no longer go, yeah. maybe he can't go to ESP anymore or yeah. whatever. If this he's is too something old. that used to keep me up at night until, uh-huh. I met Ty, until I met Tyler and Tyler's like, God bless him. He will always have Pootie with him. He's like, I want Pootie. I, you Aww. know, I'm always going to have Pootie with me. So between Tyler and Harper, um, I'm extremely blessed. I know that they're going to, um, that Tyler wants to live with him, you know, Aww. indefinitely. So that is a, that's a beautiful thing. My plan personally with Hootie is to live with him until the day I die. And, yep. but maybe, um, have, you know, but Tyler's living with us too. So, um, I feel lucky with that. Now the day programs, I need to figure something like that out because, you know, Tyler is working all day long. He's got, he's in school. He's getting ready to go get his PhD. Um, and beyond that, you know, he's going to be working with kids and, and he's a therapist and probably going to be a professor. I don't really know what the sky's the limit for that. Kid, but <laughs> yeah, I don't even really know what he's going to do, but um, I know that he's going to be busy and he's going to not be able to take care of Pootie all day. So mm-hmm. we, he can go, Pootie can go to ESP um, for the after school hours, like four to six, but that's two hours a day. I would love to see a day program in our community. Um, if there's not one, Tyler and I'll probably make one to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, <laughs> and yep. you know, we, there are things um, I think we have, options which would be having a caregiver come in your home and give you support um I don't know a whole lot about that I do know that that would be you know say if if I needed if I didn't have Tyler and I needed somebody to help me with you know showering and maybe Mm -hmm. at nighttime if Pootie had insomnia at night to have somebody help me with that as I got older those kind of things you know it's great to have them, but it's not like you're hiring the people yourself to come work with your son. You're just getting whoever they send. And I I know a guy who does that, who's an amazing guy, you know, but I'm sure there's people who do it that may not click with our family. And um, 
I just want to, you know, to me, my most important thing is keeping Pootie with me. I don't want him to go into a home. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with, you know, certain programs that would be, I know that, you know, there are definitely great programs out there who, residential programs who are, you know, really geared toward kids with autism and making them have the most successful, happy lives. I don't Uh know that there's a lot of those. I've heard of a handful of those, but I, you know, and the ones that I would consider are not even in the state. So I want to keep Pootie in my house with me uh, and God willing, that'll work out with Tyler, but I've got to figure out that daytime piece because there's not anything for him. And I don't want him just sitting around. To me, school should never end. And that's one of the things that I advocate on the show I go to the Capitol in Atlanta and talk to um, congressmen about this issue and you know how I think that school should never end why should he all of a sudden because he's 21 leave school now if he were able to have a vocation and go do something meaningful that he enjoyed great that is not in the cards for Pooty. it's just not and um, and I'm not going to make him do something just for the sake of it. Like, okay, yep. it's time, time for you to have a vocation when I know that's just going to create problem behaviors because you're going to get bored with it. You're going to have to be supervised more heavily than most. It's not meaningful to you. It's, you're not getting pride from the work you're doing. You need to enjoy your life and do things constantly moving forward. But uh, for him and probably for Skylar, they need a day program just like school. So. Yep. Yeah, it's a huge problem. I think I personally think that the schools should, you know, educate our kids forever who need that. Um, I do know like ESP here in our town, they will take anybody at any age, which is a beautiful thing. Um, So that's you with me. The phone beeped again. Sorry. Um, So, you know, that's great that he can, you know, go to ESP into his older years. Um, But yeah, we need a day program. We do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to to figure something out. (laughs) Yeah. I I just hate that I, you know, I, you know, you're busy as an autism mom. You're like, oh God, now I got to create a day program too. You know, Uh like you, you're having to do so much for your family and to advocate for your child. And then on top of it, it's like, wow, uh, now what am I going to do? He's not going to, he's not going to work and he's not going to be in school. So now I've got to advocate for him on that level. So, you know, that's what I'll do. Yeah. I mean, and it's what parents, about like, us, I, I, it's about parents like us. I feel like that we are the ones that are going to have to create and go yeah. to Congress. I've already met with my local senators and Congress yeah. men and women too, about other issues and other things, because they don't have a face for this. And if Skylar has yeah. to be that face, then that's fine. And I'll create yeah. it for the people coming up behind us, but we don't have any answers either. And my husband and I both have, you know, out of the home. Well, I work from home, but we both have professional jobs and careers. And, um, one of us could give that up, which would probably be me to take care of him. But I don't think he wants to spend his entire day with me. I think he enjoys. He's an 18 year old boy. Yeah. He he wants to do things. That's what, yeah. I mean, to me, I I think that Pootie, like during quarantine, he got cabin fever. He was so bored of me. He didn't want any part of me. He wants to go out and do things, Mm -hmm. you know? So so what is your plan with Skylar right now for well when he I mean honestly out? we are looking at moving I've, I've been very open yeah. about that on several episodes that I'm just yeah. looking into the states that provide the best care and adult yeah. services for the future yeah. because our state clearly has nothing um and it's Isn't just that so not, sad that you yeah. have to uproot your life to get the services mm-hmm. that your child needs this is such a marginalized community you know that mm-hmm. I think there's so much awareness about other marginalized communities as there should be absolutely I support that but I just feel like our kids probably have one of the smallest voices out there you know and I, I and they're not getting their needs met and it's a shame for you to have to uproot your family and go somewhere to find yeah. services. And it weighs heavily on me because I mean, yeah. we're very, I'm very open with my daughter. She's two years younger than Skylar. Um, yeah. She's 16, but you know, she's already looking at colleges and starting her college visits. She'll be a senior next year. And I, I told her, I'm like, do not think about us. Like, do not pick a school yeah. because you think we're moving to Colorado. So you need to be mm-hmm. out there with us. Yeah. We will yeah. not just uproot the day you graduate and like move. It's going to yeah. take, you know, three to five years to, for us to process all this and plan it. But yeah. I, I just don't want to, her to have no home to come home to that she understands. Yeah. You know, 
grew up in. I know. But we have to do what's best for her brother because she's going to have a future. She's going to go on and do her thing and have a career. And he is going to be our primary concern for the rest of our lives. So, you know what I thought about one time? And I don't know if this will work for you or, but I thought, I've thought about in the past that there weren't a day program. I could find, you know, a handful, maybe four other kids who function somewhere like foodie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, or if not, you know, what maybe one, just, you know, friends of mine who have kids with autism who need a day program and each day of the week, you know, Monday's at my house and then everybody sends a caregiver, right? So yeah. that they've got that one on Bring your own caregiver. <laughs> Bring your, bring your, bring your your own lunch, bring your BYOC, bring your own caregiver and everybody go to Jesus house, you know, from 10 to three today. And, you know, we'll do crafts. We'll play outside. We'll work on therapy goals, all that kind of stuff. I've thought about that. I kind of think that's a good idea. Honestly, if you've got, you know, four other people in the same boat you're in that, you know, in your community, and then just each take a day. And BYOC. I kind of, what do you think about that? I love that. I think that's awesome because honestly, until I started this, there are so many, you know, I know you said there are very few people in your community that are at the level that, that Pootie is, but there are Mm -hmm. a lot of people around me, um, that have child children that are more on the severe end. Um, level three, they call it now. Um, Uh so it it would, I think that would be a great idea. I would definitely think about that. Maybe you, Mm -hmm. maybe you won't have to move. Do a BYOC. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to see Skylar is so, so weird about just people being in his environment, you know, in his space too. You know, so I don't know how he would react to it. I probably have to rent a place. I forget about that. I wonder, yeah, just brainstorming. Maybe that would be the solution. Rent a little place. And, and each mom is responsible each day. Each mama <laughs> hosts it. Yeah, each mama yeah. sort of oversees it each day. Now that's probably a better idea instead of having, you know, I mean, think about that part because now they're having to go into somebody else's home every day and they may not like that. Pootie mm-hmm. wouldn't mind people in his space. That's one reason that the show worked and one reason that I pitched yeah. it because he's fine with people coming over. So I was like, you know, this might be one of the few situations you come across where the kid is really like I don't care bring a whole crew of 15 in here I don't care you know but (laughs) yeah I do forget that there's a lot of other people who wouldn't want that situation so yeah maybe rent a little space and have a mama host it I like that idea I think that's brilliant you know it's just it's gonna be moms that put their heads together and figure this out it always is and it's gonna always be that way (laughs) well I I don't want to take up too much of your time I just wanted to um make sure that you were able to tell everybody when the show airs and where they can see it. And also just the, I know you kind of said it earlier, but just to summarize, what is it that you hope that people take away from your family and from Pootie and uh, watching the show and understanding from it? Okay. So our show is on the Lifetime channel. It's every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. You can also see it on streaming services. Um, Amazon Prime on Hulu, iTunes. Um, so it's in a lot more, you know, it's on most mm-hmm. streaming services. Um, and the, the takeaway is what I said earlier. I hope mm-hmm. this show is a, is a lot more. I think everybody's um, because we have a lot of cast members with autism. I think people are thinking it's a show just about autism, but right. it's really about so much more so yeah. you'll see all of us have our separate storylines and things that we're doing um but to me the takeaway would be that we educate people where they understand these behaviors that maybe you're out in public and and they're looking at and they're giving you kind of a confused look or whatever and where they really understand what's going on and we take this marginalized community and put it in the spotlight and demystify what's going on because you know people do fear what they don't understand so yeah I would love it if people would just be like oh okay and just treat Pootie like anybody else like oh I get it you know you're you know like I was saying about um in the grocery store people staring at you well I mean I'm not staring at somebody because they have on an ugly dress you know what I mean I might think to myself when I look at it I might be like honey what was she thinking or maybe you know what maybe you need to wax your mustache girl you know like maybe I'm looking at things like that in public right so 
and I don't understand what I'm looking at. So I feel like, you know, I'm hoping this will make people just stop and not. I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. I think I want people to look at this and not be fearful of what they don't understand. I want them to right. actually understand autism and have a slice of life coming from us where they're like, oh, I get it now. I get why he's doing that. I get why he's moving that way. I get the noises. I get why this may be too much for him and where it just makes it, you know, normalizes it where mm -hmm. I would love for the world to be a place where everybody, not just people with autism, every single person is accepted for exactly who they are where people yeah. aren't so nosy and worried about like oh the way you the way you look the way you act you know it just everybody needs to be accepted for exactly who they are mm -hmm. and i also love the takeaway being watching the show like i said earlier you forget you're watching a show about autism that would be the biggest compliment to me ever because i would feel like at that point people see pootie for exactly who he is and they're like and oh. not his label yeah yeah not his label and they're and, you know they're going to put him in the same group as you know harper and tyler and everybody else around us because he's treated just like the rest of us you know and mm -hmm. he's living a life that's every bit as important every bit as full and happy as the rest of us and his participation in our world is just as valued he's probably more valued than the rest of us. He's everybody's favorite. He's the prince mm -hmm. around here. So. <laughs> he is handsome as can be too. No, I agree with you. I think all we want as parents and families and caregivers is compassion and understanding and lack, of, you know, all of the judgment needs to be removed. I, that's to be the removed. biggest thing. I don't want to have to go up to someone because they're like concerned and staring at him because he's having a behavior in target or whatever. Yeah. And I have to say, yeah. He has autism. Yeah. I don't want to have to constantly describe him that way. You know what? I just you want don't have to, to offer you to help me. To. Yeah. You'd rather people on. smile and say, can I help instead of, instead of judge, you know, you shouldn't right. have to explain anything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else and I, I'm sorry. Well, and I I'm certainly don't, and I, forget. <laughs> so I, I certainly don't want people to think that we should keep our kids home either. That is my biggest thing is as scary as it is for me sometimes, and probably other parents to bring their young adults or their children for fear of their behaviors or their stimming or their noises and whatever into public. I refuse to keep Skylar home from Kendall's graduations Absolutely. and Kendall's recitals and all of her things. I'm not yeah. going to keep him boxed up like he is someone to be ashamed of never he claps that's at insane. church and i'm like all yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah that's no, the right that's, time but to me i know <laughs> Dude, that's insane i think that's disgusting the thought that we would have to shelter you know the mm -hmm. public from something they don't uh, they're not familiar with to me this show is all about autism celebration to me autism acceptance is really kind of rude it's just like autism acceptance why is that a thing of course you're supposed to accept him you're supposed to accept everybody accept right. everybody for exactly who they are to ask for you to accept autism to me is it, it, it and, and maybe this is not popular to say but to me that's insane it's like i don't need you your acceptance or approval I, yeah of <laughs> yeah. course you should accept him mm -hmm. i accept your child even you know maybe your child's completely different than mine maybe i think your child needs improvement in a million different ways. You know, like I, the acceptance piece to me is really weird. The awareness is great. The show is mm -hmm. bringing awareness. Celebration is great. The, you know, so I hope people walk away and celebrate autism and realize all the things that it has to offer in our lives to make us better people. And, you know, it's heartwarming. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful path that we walk, I, you mm -hmm. know, and that's what I hope people get from it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just laugh. I mean, it's not that Don't take life so seriously. <laughs> I, I, I do see. And that's the reason I started the show. I saw a lot of parents that were living with autism that just take everything so seriously. And I get it. There's a lot of serious stuff that you need to deal with. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can. It's OK to laugh. It's OK when Skylar is clapping in church and it's the wrong time to clap. It's OK to laugh. Yep. It's OK to, you know, it's OK to enjoy the ride. Right. Just because I'm the not joy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I love talking to you. I'm so glad we met. And um, 
you guys, if you're not watching it already, you need to go out and watch Leave It to Jeege. It's on, like she said, Wednesdays, 10, 9 central. Um, I watch it on Hulu, so um, you can get it anywhere. Um, And I think at this point of our recording, it's only three episodes in, but there's 10 total. So you have time to catch up. So thank you so very much for your time and all of your information. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you, Laurie. It was awesome to be on here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Wonderful. Well, I am sure we'll be connecting again soon. Yes, absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.